You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hello, my bees. How are you? Welcome to the podcast or welcome back if you've been following along. Today, I'm going to teach you a tool that helped me start to slowly emerge from the burnout that I was suffering. And I think that it hopefully it can help you too. This whole talk today, I actually re-recorded this podcast because I realized the first time that I put it out that it came off in a way that was still feeling kind of gross and burnouty, kind of really cynical and negative. And I think that that's just how the burnout really gets you. It gets you into this negative thought loop and it's so easy to kind of fall back into those negative feelings and thoughts. And so I'm here to tell you that even though I have fixed my burnout, here I am, I'm still working on this every day. So as we've talked about before, bees, the top reason for physician burnout that the physicians list is too many bureaucratic tasks. And this is all according to the 2020 Medscape survey of physician burnout and the suicide report. So if you don't know what that is, go Google it and read uh, through the slides. It's very insightful. But today we're going to be talking about some of the first steps that, that I had to really take on a daily basis to address this part of my stress. So when you are burnout, you tend to lose sight of the things you love, your love for your job, your love for the people around you, like your family or even your staff, your love for your patients, right? And the love for yourself. So when you're deep down in the depths of burnout, you lose sight of all these things. You just aren't yourself. You don't show up as the person or the doctor that you are deep down inside. And you get stuck in these negative thought patterns. Everything is negative. It feels like everything at work is negative, And then you bring that home and nothing is, nothing is positive, it seems sometimes. You feel like you're giving all of yourself and you have nothing left to give. You have, you have no ounce of anything else to give and nothing's ever enough is, is kind of the, the thought loops that we can get into. When I was in the midst of my burnout and I was hating my job, I used to completely dread the end of the day, going through all the tasks that my nurse would bring me, all the voicemails or the EMR portal messages. You know, I mean, this is a large part of our jobs, right? And I would... I would kind of have this thought of, I just want to go home. I just want to go home and relax. I'm so tired. I've, I've worked all day and I would build it up of, oh my gosh, this is going to take me forever to get through all these other, you know, bureaucratic tasks that I need to do as, as part of my job. And it usually would kind of morph into a session of complaining to my nurse about, you know, these aspects of my job that I didn't like. And I would get very frustrated with the act of going through these questions or these phone calls, but also just frustrated even more with my job. And that's not who I am. You know, I love my patients and I would do anything to fight for them and support them during their pregnancy or for their health. But I would get stuck in these negative thought patterns because I couldn't see an end in sight for the amount of stress that I had. I was so far down in this rabbit hole. I felt like that there was never a reprieve. And so then I would 
kind of blame others and criticize others, including patients. And I would have, you know, these negative thoughts about, you know, oh my gosh, they could Google this, you know, and these are not right, right? We can all recognize that some of these thoughts are not who I want to show up to be. A big one that um, I hear from OBGYNs all the time is, I don't get paid to answer patient phone calls, right? So I think that's a recurring theme in the practice of OBGYN. And I often hear that, that there are silly phone calls um, or that maybe patients should know better. They should Google it. They should read the book about, you know, what to expect when you're expecting first. And this isn't how we want to show up, you guys. This is not why we got into this field. We got in this field to help people, not to be angry at them for, for asking real questions and having real concerns and asking us to do our jobs. But whenever we are so burnt out, we can get into this negative thought patterns, um, this negative thought loop, I guess. And we tend to want to blame everybody else for our stress. So I can tell you that, you know, I used to really struggle at 3 a.m. whenever I would have a patient call about a real question or problem. It was very hard for me to think positively And I think it's often very hard to think positively at 3 a.m. for a lot of people. So I know that that is not easy anyway. But I would get so mad and frustrated because of how I was thinking and because of my burnout. And so this was a huge part of my job dissatisfaction. Every time I was on call and I would get paged or get calls overnight... I would then basically have a pity party and I would rant to my nurse or my coworkers at the office the next day about how terrible my call was. And sometimes I would even be frustrated by the patients themselves. I was so down in this hole of burnout that I would deem some calls, you know, quote unquote, silly. But they weren't silly. They were real patients having real problems. And these are the ladies that I love caring for. But my burnout had me so wrapped up in finding every negative thing about my job that I couldn't see past that. I didn't show up as the doc or as the person that I really wanted to be. So essentially what I was doing was being really pissed off every time someone called and needed medical advice from me, their doctor, whose job it is to give them medical advice. Okay. Every time I did this, I was essentially fanning the flames of my burnout. I was creating this with my thoughts. I would have thoughts about how my job should be something different, how it shouldn't be like this. And right now, some of you may even be thinking, and we could get into a big discussion about this, about how it's unfair that other types of doctors don't take, you know, patient calls in the middle of the night. And OBGYNs are still expected to do this when other specialties aren't. Or how unfair it is that lawyers get paid for the phone calls, but physicians don't. But to argue these things is to argue our reality. Now, you may have a different setup at your job that works great. So maybe this all applies to you at some other part of your job. But what I'm trying to tell you is that arguing with reality of how our job works doesn't help us. And yes, it's always good to improve the systems that aren't serving us. But... What if your admin comes back and says, your clinic can't afford an answering service, so you have to take the calls, okay? So what good does it do to hate the system if we can't change it? I tried to think about how I wanted to feel towards my patients 
and how I could improve my thinking around these calls because I couldn't change this system. This is my job. This is part of it. This is what I signed up for. And that is to help people. So what I knew was this. I knew that I love my patients. And whether I hated my job or not, I wanted to remember the reason for doing this, to care for the ladies of my community. And feeling love or compassion towards my patients always gives me a better experience whenever I'm taking these calls. It improves the care I give and also how the patients experience these interactions. Sometimes whenever you're stuck in the negative thought loops of burnout, you have to really focus on practicing what you want to think. You have to practice being positive to get out. You have to remember who you are and why you do this. Because to each patient, their problem or their worry is so very real to them. Just like it would be for you. And it's our job to help them know that it will be okay. Because they don't know what is concerning and what is, you know, not concerning. They don't know warning signs. We do. They need our reassurance and our love to know that it's going to be okay. And to get back into this mindset, I had to really practice this at first. So here's what I did. When I found that my brain wanted to go crazy and get riled up about how ridiculous a phone call might be, okay, I would simply think, she must really be worried. I would feel so much compassion for her and I would act so much nicer at 3 a.m. if I had a patient calling about something they were really worried about even if it was something that I knew to be not concerning to her health, like my baby has hiccups. Is this okay? Patients don't know that this is totally fine. It's great. Your baby's growing and developing and this is great. They don't know that. They are worried that their baby's having a seizure and something has gone wrong, but they don't know that this is totally normal. And so instead of getting all riled up about a patient who's seriously worried about this and my brain running away down the negative thought loop, I would reframe this. Oh yeah, she doesn't know what I know. She must really be worried. And of course I will answer her questions if if I'm in that place. Of course she's worried. She has no idea that this isn't a baby seizure. She has no idea that hiccups are totally normal. Of course, we need to answer these questions. So if someone would call about a problem in the middle of the night, I would sit up in bed and really try to focus on, wow, she must be having a really hard time. Even if it wasn't something that was in a medical emergency, this patient may be having a really hard time. We don't know. I don't know what she's living through. Maybe she has the worst yeast infection ever right now and she works nights stocking the shelves at Walmart and she doesn't know what to do to feel better so she can keep working to pay her rent. We don't know what's going on in her life to lead her to call about this in the middle of the night and we can't control that. And she's called and it's our job to return the call and take good care of her, take great care of her because we love our patients and... She must really be struggling. If she's calling at 3 a.m. about a problem, wow, she must really be struggling. That is a thought that I would practice a lot. And now I truly feel this deep inside myself whenever I say this. And I know that it's true. This work has done so much to make me relate to my patients 
on such a deeper level. Another instance that would often kind of get me stuck in these negative burnout thought loops is when someone was really, really worried and they would call the office a few times back to back to back about their results. I used to let my brain get kind of, kind of confused about this. I would get maybe a little bit riled up and be thinking, oh my goodness, you know, we're trying, we're trying to get back to you, you know, and get kind of frustrated with that. Now I know like, wow, she must really be worried. And I feel that that has been a huge difference. Okay. Relating to her on a level of, you know, why is she called so many times? Wow. She must really be worried. I feel so much more compassion for her in that moment. Just even now recording this podcast, maybe her best friend just got diagnosed with ovarian cancer and she's worried she has it too. We don't know. We don't know where our patients are coming from whenever they're making calls and loving them for it is the best way to approach this. Another thought that I really spent some time practicing was, wow, she's just like me and I like to know what is going on as soon as possible. Because I definitely do. How many of you have had a buddy draw your labs or order you an ultrasound just so you can know right then what was happening? (laughs) I bet that most of you have. That's what we do. We are impatient beings. (laughs) And I would venture to say that some of our patients probably are too. And that's totally okay. (laughs) I don't want to wait. And I love to have my information right now. So why wouldn't our patients? So no wonder they are calling, you know, a few minutes after the ultrasound is done, I would do the same thing. (laughs) So no, it's not efficient to maybe drop everything we're doing sometimes and answer the phone and, and tell them, you know, the results immediately. But I totally get where my patients are coming from. This has changed the way I think about not only myself whenever I'm being impatient, but also about about my patients that you know, she must really be worried or, hmm, yeah, she's just like me. She likes to know what's going on as soon as possible. <laughs> so just changing that mindset in how I handle these phone calls has gotten me such different results. My patients are better cared for. I am better cared for. I care more about me now. You know, this is, I am extending this love to my patients, but also to myself. And I think that burnout is such a depersonalization, not only to our patients, but also to ourselves. We tend to beat ourselves up and blame others for everything going negatively around us. And whenever we start to emerge from it, I think that finding the love for our patients and for ourselves is really a key part of this. So Instead of, you know, getting in this mindset of, oh my gosh, turn off the phones. I'm so over today's clinic. This is part of taking excellent care of moms and babies or women in any part of their life and their health. When you can love your patients, it creates a whole new outlook and a whole new environment to work in. And part of that is just getting out of the burnout because we all used to love our patients We may have gotten into burnout and now it's hard to remember that. But getting back to the place where you realize why you're doing this really is key. So getting back to why we do this, why this job matters, 
and why we care is so, so important. Because we are caring for our patients when things in their lives are really hard sometimes or scary. So what I would also offer to you is when you have this negative culture in your office surrounding patient phone calls or patient messages that this is a frustrating thing versus, oh, of course she has questions. She's really worried. Lead by example. And if they're confused, tell them, hey, I'm working on viewing this differently. I'm working on viewing the EMR portal messages differently now. So just tell them, hey, I'm working on this. Lead by example. So I challenge you to try on some of these thoughts for yourself. So my top three thoughts that I really practiced working on to help me remember why I do this and, oh yeah, I love my patients, are this. Number one, wow, she must really be worried. Number two, she must be really struggling right now. And number three, wow, just like me, she likes to do things a certain way. Or the other version of that is, wow, just like me, she likes to know what's going on right away. Practice these. Watch how you create new results with these these thoughts. It's going to create new results for you, for your patients, for your staff, and it's going to create a completely different practice for you. Practice these and watch how you create new results with patients, staff, and more importantly with yourself. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that this helps and as always if you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to be featured on the podcast, You can always visit my website or find me on Instagram. Thanks for joining me today on The Happy Gynecologist. If you have questions or comments, head on over to my website, coach-miles.com, or follow me on Instagram at coachmilesmd. I'd also love it if you left me a review on iTunes. See you next week.